Okay, we're going to start here on the top of Memdalad and Aleph by the Mishnah. So they brought for him anything that's a salty food. And then afterwards he has bread. This is one of the only times that you can have pot, bread, be secondary, a tofel item to anything else. When you'll make a single bracha and be mozi pot. And that is, you make a bracha on the salty item. And it takes care of the bracha on bread. Shapat tfeilalo. Because the pot here is secondary. It's only malafet. It only comes to deal with the salty item. It's not the primary item that's been eating. Zeklal, this is something that we've seen already numerous times, quoted by the Gemara, which is koshi ikar v'yimot Anytime you have a primary object and a secondary object, mivarechala ikar, you make the bracha on the primary object, upoterata tfeila, and that takes care of the secondary object, with the obvious exception of the chameshet minei dagan. That the five grains are accepted from this rule. And again, the secondary exception is that in the case of Maliach and Pat, it still stands, that the Ikar and Tafel still stand. When do you ever have such a situation where a salty item will be the primary item? And Pat and that the bread is the secondary item. This is talking about the fruits of Ginosar. They were fruits that Chazal, we're going to see in a second, also described them in a way that were unique. It seems that they grew around the area of the Kinaret, and the fruits there, Chazal in other places says they ripened very fast, they were a very large size, and over here the Gemara is going to say that they were extremely sweet. When we used to go after Rabbi Yochanan to eat these, Perot when we were a hundred, to take ten for each of us. And when we were ten of us, and then we used to take a hundred for each of us. Each hundred of these would fill a basket that held three sa'ah. And we used to eat them. We would take an oath that we felt that we didn't eat something that was nourishing. Or tasted like food. That it wasn't something that was so aid, that satisfied, that felt like it was giving you sustenance. So it was food. It wasn't that it wasn't food, but it was something that was not satisfying in that way. The point is that it's a dessert type of food. It's not a food that you eat as a mainstay or a main meal. It was fruits that were so sweet, like candy. It's like eating candy. He used to eat them, and he used to make his face shine, that even flies used to slip off his face from that great shine that they gave him. They ate it until their hair started to fall out. Shimon Lakesh Eva Achel Ad until he couldn't handle it anymore. Amrlo Rabbi Yochanan the Benisia. When Rabbi Yochanan used to go to the Ginosar Valley to go pick the fruits or get fruits, he used to tell the the house of the Nasi, Ramishadale Rabbi Yehuda Nasiya Balushe Abatrei, and they used to send along Rabbi Yehuda Balushe, which is like an army. Abatrei Umaitele the Beit, and they used to bring it home. They used to carry home a whole bunch of these fruits. Gata Davimi Amar Irachat Aitalu Yanaya Melech Bahar Melech. Yanei Melech had one city in Haramelech. They used to bring, provide for that city, 600,000 safle tarit, pitchers of fish hash, or salty fish, to feed those that were cutting the te'inim. 
Erev Shabbat, Erev Shabbat. That was a week's worth of food supply for these individuals. He had one tree in Haramelech. They used to bring out of it 40 sa'a worth of young pigeons from three incubators in one month. From these three incubators that used to produce this much. There was this city in Eretz Yisrael called Gufnit, Eighty brothers that were Kohanim. Were married to eighty sets of sisters, Kohanot, that were Kohanot. Two brothers that married two sisters. Doesn't say twins here necessarily, but two brothers who married two sisters. All the brothers were Kohanim. And all the sisters were Kohanot. wanted to see, wanted to see if they, such a phenomenon existed at all. The only way they placed they found it were the daughters of Rav Chista. Sivan that married the Rami Barchama, Ulamar Ukvar Barchama. So it was two sisters who married two brothers. Even though Rav Chista was a Kohen, his daughters were Bat Kohen. Inu Lohavi Kohanik. On the other hand, the Rami Barchama and Marukva Barchama were not Kohanim. So that's the closest they got to this uh, phenomenon. Amarav, kosu udashim ba'melech in a suda. Any meal that does not have salt in it is not considered a meal. Amarav bichir ba'av, amarav yochan, kosu udashim ba'sarif in a suda. Any meal that doesn't have, now the word sarif is not defined. We know that the word saraf used in other places means sap. So here it means a liquid or soup. So if there's any meal without a soup, it's not a real meal. So the answer is that they're Perot Dinosar. As Rashi says, Perot Dinosar, Perot Eretz Yam Kiner, Chashuvim Minapat. These things were so unique and so special that they are more exciting and more valuable than pots, and therefore someone ate them. If you ate bread with them, Iker was the Perot Dinosar, and you would only eat the bread to make up. Rashi says that the Perot Dinosar themselves were more chashuv than the pot. Whereas Tosavot says over here, Shemliach Ikar, Shubalashiv Alev, the Meliach is Ikar, and it comes to give a person a feeling, Shenechlash Mipnei Mitikut HaPerot. The Meliach is the Ikar, because he ate the sweet Perot Ginosar, and now he's left to offset the sweetness. How do you offset the sweetness? You eat something salty. But salt, you can't just, you don't just eat salt, the salt comes with the bread. So the bread is only coming to provide the salty taste in order to offset the Perot Ginosar. That's the way Tosavot learns it. The pot's only coming to provide the saltiness. The pot there is tofel. So Rashi reads it that it's Perot Ginosar versus pot, and Perot Ginosar are the Igar. Tosfot says it's Perot Ginosar versus Maliach, and pot comes to provide the Maliach, so therefore pot is the tofel. So Tosfot does say that here. That's what Tosfot says. Vim Tomar Perot here the Gemara says, the way Tosafot is explaining, Rashi doesn't have this issue because he didn't involve Maliach. He's not talking about our Mishnah. According to Tosafot, you have fruit, then you have the Maliach, which is coming to offset the fruit, and then you have the bread. The Mishnah says it's a case where he makes a brach on the Maliach and it covers the bread. Tosafot what about the Bori Priyates? The way Tosafot is learning it, the Peirot should have been the Ikar. He should have made a Bori Priyates up front. So When he got to the Maliach and the bread, he had finished with the Peirot. Or, you've only got the other stuff afterwards. Same idea of what you're suggesting here. If you take a cracker by itself beforehand, then you make a mezonot. Mishnah. 
He eats grapes, figs, and pomegranates. He makes birkat hamazon after them. Now, there's a Tosafot back. I think it's on Daf Lamed Zayin. It's very interesting Tosafot. We saw this before. The Rebbe believes that you bash on the fruits of Eretz Yisrael, the seven species of Eretz Yisrael. What is the proper way to bench? Most people do this maybe on Shabbat. They do it at a wedding. How do you bench? You bench alakos. So when you bench alakos for Rabbi Gamliel, what's going to happen now? Again and again. That's right. You're going to end up... Sa- exactly. So Tosa says, what's Rabbi Gamliel going to do? You're going to end up in this circular thing. Every time he benches alakos, you're going to bench again alakos. So Tosa said that can't be. That has to be impossible. So he says there that Rabbi Gamliel must believe that in that situation you do not bench alakos, even though technically you bench al shivataminim. Then Bachamim Omrim Brachachat, and the Bachamim say it's one Brachamim Brachachat Mein Shalosh. People may have Yidlachal Shelik. For whom is Zono? Even if he eats something that is cooked vegetables, and that's what is his meal, that's what satisfies him. Rechalav Gimel Brachot. He benches. Right? That really Rabbi Kiva had tremendous foresight because that's really the situation that we have today. People can have entire meals and have a shahakal. That's entire meals made up of shahakal. You can have all these items that no bracha rishona in a sense just shakal, no bracha fun is buried in fashot. And here Rabbi Kiva says, this is your meal, then that you should have to bench on. Someone who drinks water because they are thirsty. Rabbi Tarfan Omer, and this is something I've mentioned to you a number of times, the bracha is buried in fashot, rabot v'chesronan. What is Rabbi Tarfan saying? Rabbi Tarfan is saying that the bracha rishona al-mayim is buried in fashot. Correct. So Joseph rejects your understanding of the Mishnah. He says there's no way that Rabbi Tarfon is arguing on the Tanakhama about whether there's a bracha chrona or not on water. But we'll see in a second. The Gemara is going to get to a machoket because the Gemara is going to discuss this and never brings a proof from our Mishnah. The fact that the Gemara never brings a proof from the Mishnah is an indication we're talking about bracha rishona. The machoket here is whether you make shahakal on water or brain of a shot. And this is what I've said to you all along. There was no bracha chrona. When the Gemara says v'loklum, it literally meant loklum. No bracha chrona. And Bereda Fashot is only mentioned in the Tanaic works as a bracha rishona, not as a bracha chrona. Later on, and we're going to see this in the Gemara today, they took that Bereda Fashot and made it. When we said loklom, no bracha chrona, that was the Bereda Fashot that was brought in afterwards. And Rashi said it the other day, because when it comes to the brachot and the brachot that we have are all fundamentally connected to the land of Israel. If it's something that's not connected to the land of Israel, there's no reason for the bracha achrona. So now Gemara says, My time is the Rabbi Gamliel. What's the reason behind Rabbi Gamliel's position that al shivat aminim you bench? Dichtiv eretz chitav esora, dichtiv eretz ashilom miskunot ochav alechem, and then dichtiv achalta savat v'rak kadoshem alokecha. So the achalta v'savat is the end of that parshiyata, and that parshiyata has in it the seven species, and then lechem. So therefore, you bench on all of these items. Rabbanon, what about the Rabbanon? Eretz hivsika inan. You have the pasuk about the seven species. Then you have the pasuk about Eretz Asher Lo B'Miskunu Tovchal Ba Lechem. So there's a focus on Lechem, and then Vachal Tavisavata. So the item that is juxtaposed to Vachal Tavisavata is the Lechem. So come and look at the direct connection between the pasuk before of Lechem and the Vachal Tavisavata. Rambam looks at it more holistically as the whole parsha. That parsha is talking about payroll and the produce of Eretz Yisrael. So anything that is the produce of Eretz Yisrael, that's nishtab chobahen, those get the bracha or berkat amazon. Gamliel nami Eretz Yisrael inyan, 
But Rabbi Miel, it's also, he has the puzzle of Eretz Lomis Kirnu Tochal Balechem. How we violate him, Uteya Kosesa Techita. That just comes to say that there's not all types of consumption of grains end up in benching. There's this consumption of grain that does not end up in benching, and that is someone who's chewing on wheat kernels. Anything that's from the five grains, you make a bari b'nei mizanot. Sof bracha chat mein shalosh. In the end, you make a alamechia bracha chat mein shalosh. Amar Rabbi Bar Mori, Amar Rabbi Shuvan Levi. Koshu mishivata minim. Anything that is from the seven species, b'tchila mevarech bari pre'ayit. Obviously, he doesn't mean all of them. He means anything that's a fruit. Then it is a bari pre'ayit. Ulusof bracha chat mein shalosh. In the end, you make a bracha chat mein shalosh. What is this bracha achat main shalosh? The gra changes the gear a little bit, and if you look in the gra, he says near be'ainai. He says amalei dechamesha deminim alamechia v'alkalkala ad tovu meitiv lako v'chuteim ala aretz v'alamechia apereits al eitz v'apereits dechamra ala gefen v'alpria gefen. Then michtam b'maichatim. What does he conclude with? So now, our girsa is slightly different here, because our girsa starts out with, Amalei Apere Eitz. On the fruits, he says, The Gura says, no, that he gave him the opening for all these different types. He says, for the five grains, the opening is Al-Mechia Val-Kalkala. The opening for fruits is Al-Eitz val The opening for Gefen is Al-Gefen val Gefen. Then he gives us the wording of, the wording of the Bracham Enchelos, which is, we're going to give a bracha to Hashem for that which He gives forth, and all that is produced by the field. To the beloved and wonderful and expansive land that you gave over as an inheritance to our forefathers, to eat from its foods, to be satisfied from its goodness. Hashem, you should have mercy and. Yisrael Mecha, Ba'ay Yishlaim Yirecha, and Yishlaim Yir Great City, Ba'al Mikdashecha, on your Mikdash, Ba'al Mizbechecha, and on your Mizbech, Ba'al Yishlaim Yir Kodshecha, Ba'al Yishlaim Yir you should rebuild Yishlaim speedily in our days, Ba'al Yishlaim Yir Kodshecha, and bring us up to it, Ba'al we have Ba'al or Binyana in its rebuilding, here they have it without shame, which is Ki'ata Tova Metiv Lakol, you are good to all, whether we could say Ki'ata Hashem, which is ours, we have the Bracha with Hashem Hashem, that you Hashem are, Tovah Metiv Lakol, good to all. Then, our Gemara has now, the Chameshit Aminim, Al-Mechi Vakakala, V'Al-Tinubata Sadeh, V'Chule. Then, V'Chotayim Al-Aretz V'Al-Mechia. And the end, Al-Aretz V'Al-Mechia. The Gra alters the Girsa to say that he gave him all the information up front about what, how you open it. And then, he gave him the closing for the five Minim. The closing for the five Minim is Al-Aretz V'Al-Mechia. Now, the Bracha here is a Bracha Achat Mi'en Shalosh. Bracha Achat Mi'en Shalosh is, it's a summary Bracha for the first three Brachot in Benching. So you're going to have a summary of Hazanet Olam Kolo B'Tubal. You have to have a summary of No Delecha and a summary of Rachim Na. So you saw, the Rachim Na is obvious in the Pasuk as well as Ubnei Yushalayim. We saw those two themes. The Bracha Ala Aretz is Ala Eretz Chem Datov V'Rechovah Shehinichalto Lavoteinu. That's the Bracha Ala Aretz. And then the opening, which is Baruch HaTashem Ala Eitz V'Apriyetz Ala Mechia V'Alkalkala is the Hazan. Giving thanks to Hashem for that which we just ate and that we were satisfied with. That is the Bracha Me'en Shalosh. Again, I would just emphasize the fact that it focuses very much on Eretz Yisrael. The Bracha is really relates and revolves around Eretz Yisrael. And that's why it's 
uniquely associated with the items that are nishtabcha behen Eretz Yisrael, because it is a bracha about the land itself and the produce of the land that Hashem has given to us. That's also interesting, the ending of Kiyat HaShem Tov which is actually the fourth bracha in Benjing, which is a Tov That's a question here. I don't know if they are hinting at that fourth bracha, even though it's not Doraita, it's a Durabanan bracha, but it's interesting that that is the posher of the bracha Chad Mein Shalosh. That's the way the Gura lays it out, is that we have the opening for all these different items, and then the Gemara only concluded with a closing for the Chameshit Minei Dagan, which is, What happens when you ate Peirot, or you had Geffen, what is the din there with regards to the closure? So, Ki'ata Rabdimi, Amarav, Chotim V'Rosh Chodesh, Baruch Mekadesh Yisrael V'Roshay Chodeshim. When it came to Rosh Chodesh, they used to conclude, Mekadesh Yisrael V'Roshay Chodeshim. You had two themes in the conclusion, yet we consider it to be a single bracha. You're allowed to have these two types of things. So, Hachamai, what's the din over here? So that's the gears that we have. Again, the Gura drops this out completely. He says this has nothing to do with our Gemara. It doesn't belong over here. So, including Bracha, if you had the fruits of Eretz Yisrael, is Allah Aretz Vial Peiroteha, in the possessive form. On the land and the fruit in the generic sense. So, Rabbi Amram, they don't argue. Halan Halahu. That's for them, that's for us. Halan Haluhu is used in the Gemara in numerous locations. In those locations, it means that's for Bnei Bavel, that's for Bnei Eretz Yisrael. Machoket, Rashi, and Tosafot in the Gemara and Kedushin. Gemara Kedushin has this with regards to learning Torah and getting married. There the Gemara gives two opinions. One, it's better to get married than learn Torah. And the other opinion is it's better to learn Torah and then get married. The Gemara says... Halan, halahu. Depends what you're speaking about. Is that talking about Eretz Yisrael? Or is that talking about Bnei Bavel? Rashi and Tosafot argue about which is referring to which. Over there, Rabbi Yochanan is also one of the Baal Memrot. Rabbi Yochanan is also one of the people that speaks there. Rabbi Yochanan is from Eretz Yisrael. Rabbi Yochanan is in Eretz Yisrael. Rashi claims that Rabbi Yochanan was speaking to his Talmidim who came from Bavel. The Babylonian Talmidim that came before him, he was speaking to them. Tosafot over there says, Rabbi well, Rabbi Yochanan's in Eretz Yisrael. He must be talking about the Bnei Eretz Yisrael. And that's who he's, he was addressing. So now you have the same question over here. This Haban Halahu, which is referring to which? It's clear here from the Gemara that they do not think he's speaking to the students, that they think he is speaking to the people in his location. And that is, Mati Rav Nachman Yitzchak, Inu Ba'anan Mivarchina. They eat, and we make the bracha. Whereas Rav Nachman Yitzchak is in Bavel. But Chista is from Bavel. Chista said, you say, Allah Aretz, Vyalperotel, on the land and its fruit in the possessive form. He's saying, they live in Eretz Yisrael, eat the fruit of Eretz Yisrael, and we're gonna say, Allah Aretz, Vyalperotel. And we're the ones talking about the possessive form of Perot Eretz Yisrael. It makes no sense. Ella Ipoch, you gotta flip it around. Rav Chista from Bavel said, Allah Aretz, Vyalperot. Rabbi Yochan Amar, Allah Aretz, Vyalperotel. Rabbi Yochan Amar, Eretz Yisrael says, Allah Aretz, Vyalperotel. It's clear from here, that when the Gemara says, it means whoever is in Eretz Yisrael, he was the one speaking for Eretz Yisrael. The one who was in Bavel was speaking for the Bnei Bavel. Again, it's a Machokot Rashi and Tosafot in Gemara Kedushin as well as other places. You say, what is it referring to here? The Gemara is pretty clear that it's whoever was the Baal Memra in Eretz Yisrael, he was referring to Bnei Eretz Yisrael. And this is the Aloha today, that outside of Eretz Yisrael, if you eat fruits that are not of Eretz Yisrael, you say, it's about Peirot. Whereas if you say it in Eretz Yisrael, you say, in the possessive form, and the same is true with where you make the bracha, 
gafna or gafneha. There are different versions of that. But the same thing, if you drink wine or grape juice from Eretz Yisrael, you'd make that same bracha in the possessive form. Not on Kedem. Not on Kedem. Tosfot mentions this, because the Gemara does not ever mention al-Gefen and al-Priya-Gefen. I mean, according to the Gra, it was in the Girsa in the beginning, but not in conclusion, Tosfot says, Aval al-Yayim v'Rachim al-Gefen al-Priya-Gefen. The cave into Yayim kovea bracha li'atzmo, mishum chabibutei, hu adin acharav. Just like by the Yayim in the first place, it gets a bracha rishon of its own, it must get a bracha chrona in the end that has its own unique properties. Mio l'chora mashma de'ain't sarich lishnota chatima. Because it says you don't have to change the ending. Because we can say, Geffen, but Makom Priya 8. Why do you have to change it? Priya 8 is also good for Priya Geffen. It mean the same thing? So he says, maybe you'll change the opening, but you don't have to change the conclusion. says you have to make a difference. And this is one of the most unbelievable places you'll find in Tosafot. And maybe the only or one of the few in Shas, Ubisefer Hamaymoini. It's quoting the Tarambo. Something that you do not find anywhere else. It says you have to mention Shabbat and Yom Tov in Alamechia. Again, it's not mentioned in our Gemara about these insertions for Meina Meora. He says that is true in Yishalmi, but listen to this. The Minagolam is not. To mention me'enam aura in the bracha chat me'en shalosh. Be'echol liot mashem askerin me'enam aura hainu dafka be'yemehem. Maybe that was only true in their days. She'iru gilim nikvoa yayin v'aminei peirot. They used to make a suda out of wine and fruits. Avalid nalo kaveh. We don't do that anymore. So therefore we don't mention me'enam aura. Perish rabbeinu chananel. De'achel me'enam izonot kegon daisa. V'te'inim v'shati chamra. What happens if you have all three of these items? You have mizonot, you have peirot of Eretz Yisrael, and then you have wine all together. What bracha do you make? Baruch atah Hashem, elokeinu melech olam, ala mechia v'al kalkala, ala gefen v'al priya gefen, ala eitz v'al priya eitz, in that order. And you do all three of them. V'al tumat hazadev, chotein, baruch atah Hashem, elokeinu melech olam. All right, we don't have that. We only have baruch atah Hashem, ala aretz, v'al mechia v'al peirot, v'lo avi chatima b'shtayim. And that's not considered to be two themes. This is a very, very important line in Tosafot. This is what I've been reiterating to you all along. The land is what produces the fruit. In other words, clear when we're making the bracha, the focus of our bracha is on the land, and the land especially of Eretz Yisrael. And that's why the brachot, or the bracha chrona, is only relevant when it connects to the land. That's why things like meat, milk, cheese, do not have a bracha chrona. They have the low clump. There is no bracha afterwards, We'll see in the Gemara now, again, that they moved Barayin of to be the replacement for that. Right, so now the Gemara says, On eggs. On a meat. In the beginning he makes a shakol. This is that first time we had this. Then you make a Barayin of afterwards. So this is an Amoraic introduction, that not below clone, but rather... Tosfot before said that V'chesronan means things that are necessities. Rashi and the Mishnah says V'chesronan tzarchet pukan. Their needs. Whatever needs people have that you supply for them. Aval yarka. But when it comes to vegetables, low. What does it mean low? No bracha chrona. So even at time of Moraim, they're still, they're moving. Okay, we're going to give in on eggs and meat. But when it comes to vegetables, they don't get any bracha chrona. Even vegetables get a bracha chrona. 
of Amayalo, water, no bracha chrona. Shaul, this is why it says it's clear that the Gemara doesn't believe we're talking about a bracha chrona, otherwise they should have brought the Mishnah in right now. In fact, they don't bring the Mishnah in to address this issue, shows you that they don't think the Mishnah is talking about a bracha chrona. So Rapapa, finally the Baksha, very late Amora, has a bracha chrona on Mayim, on water. So you see the development of the bracha chrona on items outside of things that Nishtabacham and Eretz Yisrael is a very, very late development, an Amoraic development. Again, I spoke about it in the past. The reason is clear, both from the perspective that Galut, when you're outside of Eretz Yisrael, becomes much harder. You're going to have things, very few things that you can make a bracha chrona on. And in addition to that, you have a change in the way that people are eating. As things became more and more popular, meat, eggs, and items outside of the agrarian world, then you're going to have a thing where people are kovea the suda on things that don't have the bracha. Maybe pot will be the only thing that remains in that category. And again, today we are more of an extreme of that, that we eat meals that don't include anything. That would have been nishtab chabben eretz, so not even pot. And we can eat a meal that's entirely shahakol. So, Mazutra Avid Grabi Yitzchak Baravdime, first memra, which is that he says only made a bracha chrona on eggs and meat. Rav Simi Bav Ashi Avid Grabi Yitzchak. That's like Rav Yitzchak who said even on vegetables. Vesimanach, how do you remember this? Chad Ketrei Vetrei Kechad. One is like two and two is like one. Because if you look here, Marzutra, who doesn't have his father's name, Avid Grabi Yitzchak Baravdime, did like Rav Yitzchak Baravdime, we do have his father's name. Now Rav Simi Barashi, who has his father's name there, Avid Rav Yitzchak. Did like Rav Yitzchak, who doesn't have his father's name. So one is like two, and two is like one. So that's how you remember it. Am Rav Ashi, Ana, Zimna, Dechimid, Karina, Avidna, Kukulo. So when I remembered, I used to do like all of them. Again, another statement from the Amoraim of this development. He says, if I remembered, I said a bracha chrona like all of them, like even like Rav Papa. The only one I remembered. Tzan, Koshet, Tunun, Bracha Lacharav, Tunun, Bracha Lufanav. Anything that requires a bracha chrona requires a bracha rishona. There are certain things that require bracha vishona, but do not require bracha achrona. That mishnah we can explain That comes to say vegetables. Vegetables have a bracha vishona, no bracha achrona. According to Yitzchak, still water has a bracha vishona, no bracha achrona. According to Rapapo, where do you ever have a case where you have a bracha vishona without a bracha achrona? It says, the fuke mitzvot. Comes to exclude mitzvot. Rashi says mitzvot over here. Tefillin, tzitzit, kiyat shofar, lulav. There's no bracha chrona for them. Tosafot is very particular that we're talking about tefillin here. The only thing, the only mitzvah we ever find a bracha chrona for is tefillin, which we're going to say right now. Uvnei marava. In Eretz Yisrael, the bater misalkul tefilliayu. The day after they took off their tefillin, mevarchei, they made a bracha, asher kedishanu b'mitzvotav v'tzivanu b'shmor chukav. So they did have a bracha chrona. Afuke mai. What do they come to exclude? So technically, they could have come to exclude all other mitzvot. Because they only did it on tefillin. That's what Tosav's point is. They only did this on tefillin, so they would exclude all their mitzvot. Nevertheless, the Gemara comes up with a different answer, lafuke reichani. Comes to exclude when you have smells. Incense, perfumes, these aromas that you make brachot on, those only require bracha rishona, do not require a bracha achrona. Now why did they make a bracha achrona on tefillin? We don't make, nobody here makes a bracha achrona on tefillin. Tosot disagrees with that minhag. Tosot says, why is it that we don't make this bracha chrona that the Bnei Marav and Bnei Yisrael did? He said the answer is that they wore their tefillin all day. We didn't wear our tefillin all day. The only time you make the bracha of Lishmor Chukav is if you're compelled to take the tefillin off. If you take off the tefillin voluntarily, that is not a bracha of Lishmor Chukav. Lishmor Chukav is only made when you're compelled to take off the tefillin. Then Tosot says something even more extreme. 
which is, he says that in the Bnei Yerushal believed that Lila was Lavzman Tfilin. Lila was not the time for Tfilin, therefore they were compelled to take it off. At nightfall, they were compelled to take it off. And since they were compelled to take it off at night, they made the bracha. But, he says, that's not the way we paskin. We paskin Lila is Mantfilin. That you do wear Tfilin at night. So why don't we wear Tfilin at night? That's Shema Yafiach Behem. That's the problem. We're afraid that you will not keep your gufnaki at night. So from that chashash, that fear, we don't wear tefillin at night. And it's very obvious in the sugyot about tefillin that the Amorayim pushed very hard against what well, seems to be from the Tanaim that there was no mitzvah tefillin at night, that many of the Amorayim wear tefillin at night. They're wearing tefillin tonight. The Gemara's trying to figure out why, how, what. But it's pretty clear that in Bavel, they were wearing their tefillin way into the night, and they did not feel that this was an issue. And that is based on the fact that the Pasuk says, Chuka, that you have to be Lishmor Chuka, Azot Miyamim Yamima. So the Bnei Marav, Darshan, what is that Chuka that we're talking about, Miyamim Yamina? That's talking about Tefillin. Chok of Tefillin has to be Miyamim Yamima, only during the daytime. We don't say that. We say that that Chuka, that we keep Miyamim Yamima, is referring to Yitziat Mitzrayim, not to Tefillin. So we paskin differently because we darshan the pasuk differently. That's what Tosfut says. We think Lila is Montfilin because we think the pasuk refers to Yitzhak Mitzrayim. And then Tosfut says, what about Shabbat v'Yom Tov? We all that Shabbat and Yom Tov are loves Montfilin him. So why not over there, why don't we make a bracha? He says, Because even though we know that you're compelled to take off the film for Shabbat and Yom Tov, that pasuk we've already said refers to Yitzhak Mitzrayim, not to Tefillin. And the bracha is Lishmor Chukav, because Chukah is a reference to the Tefillin in that pasuk. But we don't have that reference to the Tefillin as a Chukah. So we don't make the bracha of Lishmor Chukav. But the one way to explain this is a little bit based on the Rambam. I heard this from Rameir Lichtenstein that the mitzvah of Tefillin may not be to wear the Tefillin. The mitzvah and Tefillin may be Lishmor Otam B'Kedushah. To keep them in a state of holiness, to treat them and that can manifest itself in different ways. It can manifest itself in wearing the tefillin, but it can also manifest itself in removing the tefillin. And that's why over here, the shmor chukav is a part of the mitzvah of tefillin. Wearing them at night is inappropriate in some sense. It's not the right time for zman tefillin, either because it's not zman tefillin or because you can't keep your guf nakei. You're going to sleep at night. And therefore, the bracha is made al kedushat tefillin because there's a mitzvah to take the tefillin off. There's not only a mitzvah to put the tefillin on; sometimes there's a mitzvah to take the tefillin off. It's a bracha on tefillin, which is lishmor utam bit kedusha. I expanded it earlier in the mesecta. I mentioned it with regards to when they went into the bathroom. Why did he carry his tefillin into the bathroom? He says, since the rabbanon say you take it off and you can keep it in your hand, it's going to protect you. What do you mean? It's like you carry a mezuzah around in your hand, it's going to protect you? What does that mean? But the answer, and that's what I said there, I think it's the same thing. That when you carry around the tefillin, part of the mitzvah tefillin is the shmor tambik dusha. The fact that you took them off going to the bathroom and you cover them in your hand, that is part of the mitzvah tefillin, to be the shmor tambik dusha. And that's what's going to protect you. Not that you're holding tefillin in your hand, that's going to protect you. Gemara now says, Am Rabbi Rabbi Koshu, anything that is a egg, beitza tovim menu. Anything that's the size of a kabeitza, eating an egg is better than it. Kiata Ravin. When Ravin said, Amar Tava Biata Migugalata, a lightly roasted or very thin egg that is singed by the fire, that is better than Mishita Kaisi Suta. Six Kaisi is a measurement of a lug, six lug worth of fine flour. Kiata Ravdimi Amar Tava Biata Migugalata Mishita. A lightly roasted egg is better than six times 
of this fine flour, six log of this fine flour, mitvita, which is heavily roasted or hard baked. I mean, arba is better than four log of solet. Mevushalata, a hard boiled egg. Kol shuhu kebeitza, beitza tov That's equal to anything that the size of a beitza, an egg will beat it. Levarmi bisu, except for meat. Except for meat, a beitza beats. So in terms of your hierarchy of food, according to the Gemara, basar is the top, egg is next, and then afterwards we can move on to other foods. Vivikivomer, afilo chal shelek. Even if you eat something that roasted veg, um, cooked vegetables. Umi ika mine dahavi shelek mezone. Where is there ever an instance where vegetables can be soaked, that they give you satisfaction? I mean, today, like, that's a common occurrence. People eat salads for a meal. They'll eat vegetables for a meal. But in their day, they're asking, what, what vegetable creates that type of satisfaction? Number of Ashi, the Kellogg shall prove. The stalk of the cabbage, which was in their day considered to be very chashuv. So, Shano, Tanro Banan. So now the Gemara is going to give us some medicinal properties of foods. Tchol, yofeh, the shinayim, because she had the b'nei me'ayim. Tchol can either be, it's used in some places to mean a spleen, or here it's more likely referring to milt. So there, yofeh, the shinayim is good for the teeth, because she had the b'nei me'ayim, but bad for the digestive system, for the intestines. Kreshin, which are mostly translated as leeks, some people translated them as watercress. Kashim, the shinayim, are difficult for the teeth, the yofeh, the b'nei me'ayim, and are good for the intestines. Kol yerechai, if you eat raw vegetables, Morit, it leaves you pale, it leaves you weak and pale. Again, their view of raw vegetables is very different than our perspective on raw vegetables. Anything that's eaten before it's grown, meaning that it's in its immature state, that is maktin. It causes some retardation of growth in the individual. Anything that has a soul to it, gives life or vitality to the individual. That which is closer to where the life is lost, meshivet the nefesh. And Gemara is going to come back and define every one of these. Kruv l'mazon. Kruv is good for satisfaction. Tradin l'vrua. And tered, to translate it, spinach, some species as beets. L'vrua is good for medicinal purposes. Olo l'bayit shall lefet over bitocho. Woe to the house, the lefet passes through it. Lefet in its narrow definition is turnips. So that would refer to turnips. Other, the broader definition of lefet is things that come along with the pot, and that would mean any vegetable over here, and not just turnips. Amamar, tchol yofel shinayim v'koshel ibnei ma'ayim. This tchol, this milt or spleen is good for the teeth, bad for the intestines. My takante, how do you deal with it? So I says, you're making it to chewing gum. Yolase, vinishde. You chew it, and you spit it out. So here's your first introduction to chewing gum. Treshin, kashin shinayim. These leeks are bad for the teeth, but are good for the intestines. So what is the way to solve it? This is your pill. This is taking your pills. You boil it up and you swallow it down without chewing it. You mean that you soften it. You puree it or you get to a point where it doesn't need to be chewed and you can swallow it. Raw vegetables cause paleness, weakness. That's only true in your first meal after bloodletting. Anybody eats vegetables within the first four hours of the day before you had your major first meal, can't speak to him. My time, because that's his really bad breath. Because until you eat the full meal, it doesn't remove the bad breath. And these vegetables only serve to increase 
That's bad breath. That way, Stephen Rav Yitzchak just says, period. Can't eat raw vegetables before the fourth hour. They were sitting together. They had raw vegetables brought before them before the fourth hour. They ate. And Mazutra refused to eat. What's your position over here? What is your position? Because of the bad breath caused by these Yerakot, you don't want to eat it now? Says, we ate it and we're talking to you right now. It doesn't look like you're passing out from our breath. Looks like you're handling it pretty well. So obviously that can't be the problem. I hold it. The other Rabbi Yitzchak, whereas Rabbi Yitzchak the first time said it and gave a reason for it. It says, don't eat the Yerakot in the first four hours because it gives you bad breath. But a second statement from Yitzhak, which is said, don't eat the vegetables in the first four hours, period. And that's what he says, I'm subscribing to that. Which is, period. Yerakot before the four hours, you don't eat. No reason why. And that's what I'm subscribing to, that I don't eat Yerakot during that period of time. I don't know, it could be here. In the first case, he does not mention Yerakot. He does not mention raw vegetables. You could differentiate between the first statement, which is, you don't eat vegetables, even cooked vegetables, before the fourth hour because of bad breath. That they dismissed. But Yerachai, which we said before, is morik, causes one to be weak or pale. Before you've had your first meal in the day, to eat something that makes you weak is not a good idea. That's a possibility. Kom katan maktin, anything that's immature causes retardation and growth. And if you buy a gdi for a zuz. Now what is a gdiya for a zuz, which is very interesting here. Rashi says that a gdiya for a zuz, klomar shamein vitov shashav zuz. Even if it's fat and good, and it's worth a zuz, that gdi still is no good if it's immature, if it hasn't reached its full growth. Now, what's interesting about this is, on Pesach night, the chagadya, how much did the gdi cost that? Right, so it's even more expensive gdi. Here Rashi says a bar zuz is a fine, good goat. So that goat that we're speaking about on the night of Pesach is an even finer goat. Just, I mean, just perspective on how much the goat costs. That's only if it hasn't reached a quarter of its maturity. If it's only reached, if it's reached a quarter of its maturity already, late on butt's not a problem. Then anything that has life force in it, it gives you life or vitality. Even these little fish, these minute fish that are found amongst the reeds in the swamps or in the ponds. So there, they ain't there come the gadel yoter, since they're small fish, that that's their full maturity. When they're fully mature, they are small fish, those type of fish are good. Kol ha'gro of the nefesh may shivit the nefesh, that which is closer to where the life is lost is even better. Amravacha bar Yaakov, unka, which is Rashi says, savar, the neck. Makom beit ha place where you shek, that's where the animal lost its life. So the meat from that area is even better than other areas. And Rashi says, because it's close to the heart and to the stomach. Rava says to his servant, When you bring me a piece of meat, bring it from the place where they make the bracha. Where they make the bracha? They make the bracha on the shechita. So it's funny, he says, bring it from the place that's closest to the makoma shechita. Prove the mazon. When talking about cabbage, that is good for satisfaction. V'chadin lefuah and spinach, or possibly beets, for medicinal. Kruv the mazon in the refuah law. Kruv is good for satisfaction, but not medicinally efficacious. Ba'atanya, we have a bright, there are six things that are good for a sick person to consume. Refuatan, refuatan, they really work. What are they? Kruv, cabbage, tradin, the spinach, 
Umeisisin, Dvash over here, if you can see that the girsa on the side takes it out and says it's Meisisim Yavesh. Dried. Meisisin or dried pole. Keba. And the stomach. Vaharat. What would you think harat is? From the word hara. To conceive. Right, the rechem. The womb. Veyoteret hakaved. And the yoteret hakaved, which is the large lobe, or the extra lobe of the liver, sometimes used to refer to the, the gallbladder. Or the diaphragm. Eleema kruv aflamazom. So that kruv is even good for satisfaction. It also is good medicinally. It's efficacious, but it's also good for satisfaction. When you see either turnips or vegetables in the shuk, don't ask me what we're going to break bread on today. Because that's what you bring together with the bread. That's the proper thing. That's only if you eat it without meat. You eat your meat and vegetables, then you're okay. You meat and turnip, that's okay. Rav Amar, if you don't drink wine with it, if you drink wine with it, it's okay. So if my Rav Amar, Rav says without meat, it's problematic. Shmo Amar, without wood. If you don't eat it with wood, what do you mean wood? Wood is for the fire to cook the vegetable. If it's cooked very, very well, then it's okay. Rav Yochanan has the opinion that it, without wine. So Amalei Rav Lerapafa, Sudne Anan. I am a Sudne. The Aruch, if you look on the side, says that it's a Yerei Shamayim. That's so that Shem Liriyav, Sudnei refers to that Amatamad Chacham, I am a Yerei Shamayim. Rashi, on the other hand, says here, Sudnei was a reference to his profession. That he's a Baal Shechar Tamarim. That he was a beer maker, a date beer maker. So Tavrin and La, Bebisra V'chamra. So therefore, I can break the negative effects of vegetables with meat and wine. Either he was saying he was wealthy, or that he had a good profession which could afford him the wine and meat to eat with the vegetables. You who can't afford to have so much wine, but my tavritula, what do you break this problem of the lefet with? We use wood. Wood meaning that they cooked it a lot. They use that other term. That was similar to what the wife of Rapapa did. But in that when she used to cook it, she used to break it with 80 Persian woods. Meaning that she should cook it in extreme in order to break it down. You have a small salted fish. There are times where it can cause death or it's deadly. Sometimes when you have that herring in the morning, right after davening, it can really kill you. Beshiva, it's on the seventh day after it was salted. Beshiva, sir, on the seventeenth day. Over Esri Meshiva on the twenty-seventh day. Famila, Esri Meshlosha on the twenty-third day. Velo Amran Elo Mitave. Velo Mitave. It's only if it's lightly roasted. It wasn't fully cooked. Velo Mitave Shapir, if it's cooked through, roasted through, late Lamba, there's no problem. Udlo Mitave Shapir. Lo Amran Elo Delo Shoto Batre. And even Delo Mitave, when it's not roasted, that it's a problem. We only say that the loshata batre shichra. If you didn't drink beer afterwards, the loshata batre shichra late lamba. If you drink beer afterwards, then it was fine. That's why you have the scotch to wash down the herring. That's right. All right. The shotel the wine that's most. Someone who drinks water for thirst. La fuke mai. Mission says only if you drink for thirst do you have to make a bracha. What does that come to exclude? Am Rabbi Yehuda la fuke the man de chantate umtza. He's choking on a piece of meat and he drinks the water to clear his throat. Over there you do not make a bracha rishona. The other, where do we have something like that today when you take medicine? If you drink, you take your medicine down with water. If you're not drinking the water for says just to get the medicine down, you would not make a bracha. Tosvot makes an important point. Only water. Water you can differentiate. Water's only purpose is to satisfy thirst. It doesn't have any 
Hanah, besides the satisfaction of thirst. Therefore, if you use it to clear your throat, you use it for medicine, then you won't make a bracha. But on the other hand, if you take a juice, and you take your pill with juice, juice, independent of its satisfaction for thirst, also has sweetness, sugar, that the palate enjoys. And therefore, when you take medicine with those types of juices or anything that's sweet, you must make a bracha on it because kolonene. We saw this before. If you get hanol, you got to make a bracha rishona, even if it's for rifua. All right, now Rav Amram says, very interesting, that when it comes to water that you're drinking to clear your throat or to take medicine, you only have to make, you don't make a bracha rishona, but you still have to make a bracha achrona. It says, Rabbeinu Moshe Perishalohi, Tovainu Nene, Afilu Achrovlo Bayi Bracha. If you don't get a no, what type of Bracha Achrona are you going to make? And that's the way we pass in no Bracha Achrona. Rabbi Tarvin Omer, Barainu Fashor Ravot Vechesronan, Amalei Rova Bar Rav Hanan, Labai, Barmila Rav Yosef, Hilchotamai. What is the halacha? And listen to the answer. Amalei, Pochazi, Mayamadovar. Go and see what people's minhag is. He doesn't give me, what does he say? Go see what the people do. What do the people do? The minagam is to make shakol beforehand. So that's the halacha. The halacha is that we make a shakol beforehand, not the borin of In the end, they move. The Amorayim end up moving the borin of to afterwards. All right, we'll stop over here. End of the